Marvelicious Toys is brought to you in part by Dorkside Toys. At DorksideToys.com, you can get the latest Marvel toys, as well as Star Wars, G.I. Joe, The Walking Dead, and more. Run by toy fans, you can be assured your order will be given great attention and packed with care. Sign up to their social channels now for stock alerts, reviews, and toy and movie news. DorksideToys.com. You'd be a dork not to shop there. Welcome to Marvelicious Toys, hosted by Justin and his amazing friends, Arnie and Marjorie. We bring you news and reviews of Marvel toys, statues, and more, because not all Marvel collections can be bagged and boarded. Join us at MarveliciousToys.com to find thousands of pictures of the items reviewed, chat with other listeners, find links to our Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube pages, support our Podbean crowdfunding campaign, and much more. They're not just toys, they're Marvelicious! Hello and welcome to issue 164 of Marvelicious Toys. This is Marjorie. This is Arnie. And this is Justin. We've got a big show for you this week. We'll be getting to it all, but before we do, let me just start by thanking all of our Podbean supporters. You guys are awesome. We got, this past weekend, the bonus video out for those who pledge that amount or more, and I gotta say, between <laughs> Mike's Harder Lemonade and Andrew's creative editing and Liam Neeson wanting to kick our asses, it was honestly, <laughs> every so often this happens is like, we make something for a small group, I'm like, God, I wish everyone could see this. <laughs> well, you gotta, you gotta follow the rules that you set up. Exactly, so it's just for those backers and about to start a new month with may i can already preview what our bonus video is going to be it's going to be justin marjorie and i doing a pretty in-depth review of civil war yeah you can head to marveliciousToys.com slash support to get to the page and find out all the rewards we offer find out how to pledge through podbean because We've already mentioned we want to bring back the full video shows, but to do that, we need to get some more equipment so that we can make it easier on our video editors and also hire another video editor. When we did the full video shows, each one in man hours was over $500 to produce. And right now, our 11 patrons, I mean, they're great patrons, but we're crowdfunding for $100 a month. I'd really like to be able to see that go up so we can get the video back and compensate our staff. I just think it's very important to note, we're not asking you money f so that we can go buy toys. We're not asking it so that I can go bet it on the ponies. <laughs> Which you've had a problem with in the past. Yes. yes. Oh man, I really miss my fingers, let me tell you. <laughs> it's like that Alfred Hitchcock thing with the lighter. <laughs> No, this money is going to the behind-the-scenes staff. If you miss our full video podcast, head to our YouTube channel. All of our reviews are still getting made into videos, but so that we don't burn out the video editors, we're just spreading them out over time. And so after the show comes out, then a few days later, you can start seeing the reviews show up on our YouTube channel. 
Yep. And if, you know, if all of our listeners did just even a dollar per month, we would blow past what we would need easily. Yeah. So for far, far less than the price of a cup of Starbucks coffee, you could really make a difference to us. <laughs> Thanks, Sally. <laughs> so again, find out all the details at marveliciousToys.com forward slash support. And also another reminder... In two days, Marjorie and I are going to be in Indianapolis, one of my favorite cities in this country I've ever been to. I absolutely love Indy. It is a fun town. It is so neat. There's lots of things to see, lots of things to do. I've had three of the best times of my life in Indianapolis. Oh. It sounds like you guys are preparing for a ducking good time up there. It will be really ducking good. I'm really hoping for a sing-along at the Howard the Duck screening. I'm really hoping for a Leia Thompson cameo at the Howard the Duck screening. The con hasn't made any promises to that, but Leah Thompson is there. We're showing Howard the Duck. The showing is 7 o'clock on Saturday night. First 50 people in the door will get a super special door prize. We are going to bring some of the props that we have from the movie. I'll tell you what to expect. A Howard the Duck egg with a feather in it that was only given to cast and crew. We're bringing that along. The animatronic duck head. Oh, that thing's frightening. And some original concept art and storyboards. Nice. So this has turned into like a regular traveling exhibit almost. This may be a once in a lifetime chance to see authentic Howard the Duck production materials and props. Very nice. And I still may bring the duck feet. Woo! (laughs) Well, let's start talking toys with... The Spectacular Store Report. While this is the store report, allow me to bitch about Amazon.com a little bit. It's a store, kind of. This whole thing has gone downhill very fast with the Playmation figures. Now, I've dissed them quite a bit in the past because they're not the world's most attractive figures, and we bought the MODOK, but I... It's a pretty bad MODOK, but I'm a completionist on the MODOK. See, that I can understand. Like, he's part of a character focus for you. But you keep calling them figures, which I think is (laughs) giving them a little too much credit. They're statues, right? No, they have a little bit of articulation to them. Hulk's arms move a little. (laughs) I saw these when they came out last year, and I went, well, these are going to be on the clearance rack very, very soon. And... I was more right than I knew. I've been kind of laughing as they went to 50% off by Thanksgiving and 70% off by Christmas. And then they finally hit five below. And then we talked on the last show how some people on a Facebook group pointed out to me this is the only way to get super adaptoid. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah, exactly. We don't have him as a legend. And this MODOK, we don't have this Marvel now bald, creepy MODOK as a legend. You can go to Toy Biz and spend over $100 on a Build-A-Figure of really cool MODOK. Back when he was cute and had the long eyelashes and a little coy, you know. <laughs> yeah, before he went through a fire, apparently. Yeah, I don't know what's <laughs> happened to MODOK lately. He's still funny, but his appearance has gone downhill. <laughs> and I saw the MODOK posed with those Marvel Legends AIM soldiers. I'm like, wow, the scale is pretty good on these. And so... Marjorie went to five below, and I think I waited too long. They only had Iron Man, but they had a lot of them. A lot of them. So as I talked last show, I went to Amazon, and they had a bunch for like seven a figure. And I'm like, all right, for seven a figure, I'll get a spare MODOK. 
I'll get the Super Adaptoid, I'll get Ultron, and I'll get Hulkbuster. Movie Ultron, movie Hulkbuster, sure, seven bucks, why not? That's far less than a three and three quarter inch figure. Oh yeah. They arrive in the worst condition I have ever seen. They were packed in too small of a box, so the card backs were like bent up, and it looks like somebody stepped on them to get them into the box to make it all fit. Oh, man. It was like, this box is four inches too short. Here, let me just bend the card down. Now it fits. <laughs> That's a bummer. Especially for something that you weren't really all that into getting. Yes. <laughs> now it's a headache. <laughs> so I fill out that little return form for Amazon. I'm like, your poor packing ruined these. And it was one of those you can't ask for a replacement. They have to give you a refund and then I have to go order again. <sighs> so I go and order again. They ship in two different shipments. Super Adaptoid looks like it was run over by the UPS truck. Yeah. <laughs> and the other one comes, and again, every card is mangled in too small a box. <laughs> so at this point, I'm like, oh, dear Lord, what do I do? And I'm like, do I try to keep the best of both? And it just didn't work. I ordered another Super Adaptoid because I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to get him. Well, they shipped him with a hard drive. He came perfect, pristine. Never seen a better one. All right. But then I'm like, I don't even care about the others until Marjorie texts me. Yeah, I texted him because I had been meandering around Walmart and I had walked to the electronics section and there in this little weird corner all by itself, not near any other video games, were Playmation figures and all the sets for it. And they were $5. The cards were amazingly good condition. Dusty. The, yeah, the worst problem is they had like maybe a quarter inch of dust on the top. Like they'd been sitting there for a long time. <laughs> so I got everybody but Super Adaptoid for you for $5 in really good condition. And Super Adaptoid finally came okay from Amazon. So there we go. The hunt is over. These figures that I laughed at for a long time, now I have them. Yay. <laughs> You know, I, I was prepared to make fun of you, but maybe we've talked about them so many times now, and I'm just used to looking at them. But, you know, at five bucks, I'm starting to kind of maybe think, maybe, <laughs> maybe I'll grab a few. <laughs> Check your Walmart. Now, I will say that I did go to a second Walmart that day searching for some stuff, and they were $13 each there. <sighs> well, while we were talking about this, I looked, and guess what? The Disney store has a lot of them. And they're now all just basically four ninety nine, and I think they have free shipping if you use a code there. Oh wow! I'll tell you though, the Disney store cares almost as much as the Amazon store. I bought a Marvel Select Spider Man from them that looks like they had a five year old jump up and down to get into the box it was in. <laughs> and then they put these horrible Disney store Marvel shop stickers on the stuff that tears your card. So if you care at all about the card back condition of these. Yeah. Yeah, that's the most annoying thing about Disney is slapping that sticker on there. But yeah, but some of these some of these would make just pretty cool little desk statues, I guess. Like that vision looks kinda cool and the Ultron looks kinda cool. Mm -hmm. Others others look like frozen toys and could be better. The Iron Man is not impressive at all. We didn't find vision, did we? Yeah, I think I got you vision. Oh, okay. So there you go. Maybe we just started a thing for Playmation and Hasbro's gonna be like, What the <laughs> <laughs> Well, the reason Marjorie even was at the Walmart and found those is she was on is she was on safari trying to hunt a panther. I was, and you know, I just want to say that no actual panthers were harmed in this venture. But 
Walmart was getting an exclusive version of the Funko Pop Black Panther. For some reason, and maybe this is going to make sense in the movie, he's glittery. He's glammed up. He's all shiny and sparkly. You know, full-on mask, and he's just sparkly. It's for the scene when they crash through a strip club. Oh, okay. So stripper dust. Got it. Got it. Got it. Is Stan Lee going to be the DJ again? Yeah, it's the same strip club. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've been on a hunt for this, and my little Funko peeps have told me that, you know, it looks like each Walmart was getting about 10 of these, which has proved to be true so far. But the problem with, we have three Walmarts in town, and the problem is that they will put pops in different locations throughout the store. So it's like an Easter egg hunt. So I had the item number. So I asked the person who ended up being one of the managers to help me find it. And she looked it up on the computer. She goes, oh, we keep these things over here by the trading cards. I'm like, yeah, I just checked over there. She's like, well, let's go look together. So I'm like, all right. So we go. They're not there. She thought Batman was Black Panther. But they kind of look the same on the top. So it's okay. Because they've got that little face, you know, half face on the top. Mm-hmm. And then we walked back to toys. Because I had asked someone who was in toys if he knew where these were kept. He goes, oh, yeah, those are up front. So back to toys we go. We looked all over. Couldn't find it. She happened to found the actual person who worked in toys. They had set these over in the middle of electronics in the back wall against the TVs. And there's this huge cardboard container of all the Civil War pops and the Black Panthers. But... Never would have found it had it I not asked because it was literally nowhere you would ever look for pops. Yeah, it's they Walmart's been doing some weird stuff like that with these cross promotions. Like I've noticed Batman and Superman stuff on some cardboard displays over by the entertainment. And they've done it with Star Wars stuff as well. And it doesn't seem like it's the manufacturers or the store level, you know, management level saying to do this. In some places it seems like somebody's like Hey, what if we threw some Star Wars stuff over here by the DVDs? So you just never know where you're going to find this stuff. It kind of makes sense because, I mean, pops are kind of impulse items. And, you know, I think anything under $10 is like an impulse item, you know, for people, especially if you go in to buy like something like a DVD. So I guess that does make sense. Yeah. And if you thought the Black Panther she was hunting is the Legends figure, no, I got that from Dorkside Toys. That seems to be the figure right now because the second wave of Captain America Legends with Black Panther and movie cap and all those are hitting and they're hitting primarily walmarts nice yeah i have yet to see them yet but i'm excited to this this wave upcoming wave has me pretty excited it seems like a a good solid selection of figs even though it's not super movie heavy i'm digging some of the the other ones that we're seeing there so yeah and in the facebook groups i'm in all of them across the country are posting photos of just abhorrent build-a-figure theft. I know that replacing build-a-figure parts is fairly common at retail, but I don't know that I've ever seen it as egregious as it is for Giant Man. (laughs) Oh, man. Come on, people. I know. There's just pictures out there in the groups of, like, Groot legs and (laughs) Ultron parts everywhere. At least you're keeping it in the line. You know, I've seen it before where it's, like, not even... A toy that they put back in there. (laughs) Yeah, of course there are the pictures of the ones that have nothing in them. You know, they just return it without the Build-A-Figure piece. But, man, I'm past the day of thinking every time I don't get the figure I want, it's because a scalper got it. Because there are just some figures people want, like Spider-Gwen. But when you see this kind of out-and-out theft, it's like, oh my god. Yeah, there's one of... Like an Odin head in there. It's just crazy. (laughs) I think we've talked about this before and it's just, you know, 
you can go to the manager, you can go to customer service and they just don't care. I mean, most times they'll just, if you take the figure to them, they'll just end up putting it back on the shelf anyway. I've had that happen. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. And I guess, you know what, go with collecting karma. If you're the type of person that's going to do something like that, then maybe someday your your collection will melt away from you. Who knows? But if you can't afford the toys you want, then don't don't collect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think some people are just mean and nasty, though, and that's what happens. Yes. Like Susie Orman says, even though I hate her, people first, then money, then toys. <laughs> Did she say toys? She says things. Okay. I was going to say, because wait a minute, that's, that's a much different show than I remember seeing. <laughs> <laughs> With her smart jackets. Sales to astonish. Well, speaking of those giant man wave of legends, they are in stock shipping within 24 hours from dorksidetoys.com. And that's where Justin and I both got our cases. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to dig into this one. I know. I'm really, really excited. And if you haven't found them or you don't want to try to hit the stores, you can buy that case. It just has an extra cap and an extra Iron Man there. Or they have some of the figures individually. Like, because they're two per case, Cap and Iron Man are only $14.99 at Dorkside Toys. Nice. The Cottonmouth, the Whirlwind, the Nuke, Red Guardian from both different Captain America waves, they're $21.99. And even some of the Absorbing Man wave is there. The only figure they don't have that I want is a, either Black Panther or Nick Fury. I, I want to troop build that Nick Fury. He's this year's chameleon. I need like at least 10 of him. <laughs> well, I would say don't panic yet because I, I know how you went out of your way to get a bunch of chameleons and chameleon became a little bit easier to find after a while. So I never paid a penny above MSRP. Awesome. <laughs> I may have bought some without the Build-A-Figure part for MSRP, but that was the worst I got. But you know what? I'm with you, Justin. The prices of these figures. Right now, Black Panther is exceptionally expensive. Nick Fury is up there. I think he's going for 35 on Amazon right now. Remember Spider-Gwen and how hard she was to get? And she's still hard in stores. Well, right now, Dorkside Toys has her in stock ready to ship $21.99. I mean, these figures eventually become common. And I just got news this week. I don't know that they've ever done this before. They've done it with their Star Wars line. But now Hasbro is going to start shipping solid cases of Legends figures. Ooh. They have announced four cases that are coming that you can get from places like Dorkside Toys. And it just means these figures are going to now be readily available their figure choice only one of them or maybe two of them make sense to me but here's what they are the ben riley spider-man is getting a solid case okay morbius huh? yeah <laughs> venom all right and spider gwen hmm i would say three out of the four could have an argument made for him but morbius <laughs> Is anyone having any trouble at all finding Morbius? <laughs> we actually only have Spider-Man on the shelves here. <sighs> we have Spider-Man and then the Captain America wave. Well, the idea behind doing Spider-Man is sound. Now, whether or not people are going to buy it or not is the question, because 
as we'll talk about in our upcoming review, the Spider-Man is two totally different figures, you yeah. know, so I could see wanting to buy multiple of those, but Morbius? <laughs> <laughs> I know he's neither so iconic a character that he's going to have immediate shelf recognition and he's not got like important parts where you want multiple. I mean, but yeah, that's the one. But here's the thing is if they're doing this now, I'm willing to bet if they were doing this last year, they'd have done this with Chameleon because they wanted us to buy multiple, including for one of the figures we're going to review today. And second, I see this really hopefully happening with Nick Fury and I will order probably two cases and call it a day. <laughs> and for those who wonder why I'm obsessed with Nick Fury. Yeah, it would be your wife. He is three figures in one because he's got a standard shield agent body. And mm -hmm. yes, he comes with a Nick Fury head, but he also comes with a helmeted head and a generic trooper head. So much like the chameleon was supposed to be your suited guy, this is your shield agent. So I need yes. at least three for the three heads. I'm, I'm right there with you. This one has me excited for the multiple heads. And this seems to be a trend that Hasbro is, you know, they started and they're going to continue doing for a while, which is okay by me. The more unique figures we can make just by popping heads on and off, I'm all for it. But like you said, it, it might take some of these solid cases to make sure we get enough of these things out there. But last year, Chameleon, I mean, I'm passing on him on pegs now, which is hard because I got in a habit of Chameleon, buy, Chameleon, buy. And then even I'm like, all right, I might have a couple too many here. <laughs> this Chameleon with the Daredevil head just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone too far. But Matt Murdock, shield agent, that's a winner. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> now, also at Dorkside Toys... They do have up for order a number of Marvel Select figures. Justin, did you ever get that Carnage? Nope, but I will be. Yeah, at retail, because I cooled him for you, and then Diamond re released him. Oh, uh, yeah. Which they never do. <laughs> <laughs> Until they do. Uh, it was just a little bit like, ah, because I asked Zach Goat, hey, are you guys going to re-release Carnage? These are limited items. We have no plans. One month later, Carnage is coming back. <laughs> <laughs> My only problem with it is, is what? Why is it going to take till October to do this? Honestly, they probably have to make more and China and shipping and. They just have to get it back on the machines, I guess. It's not like we have to wait the whole time for sketches and sculpting and development and everything. But still, that seems like a long time for firing up a redo. They also have up for pre-order at Dorkside Toys Captain America Civil War figures and that's of course the best one iron man and then cap and winter soldier hey hey <laughs> team iron man team cap i pre-ordered the cap and the winter soldier only because iron man is just too damn popular more popular than both of them he's pre-sold out <laughs> they probably didn't make very many because it's iron man i mean come on i mean he has so many costumes. Why would they make a whole bunch of them? And it probably wasn't selling and they took it off the market. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's it. <laughs> and remember, when shopping at Dorkside Toys, please use the link from our homepage at MarveliciousToys.com. Also ordered online this week by me, Gentle Giant finally got me. Last year at San Diego Comic-Con, we saw the first of their Scotty Young statues. And they had... 
Captain America, Iron Man, and Thanos out there. And of the three, I thought about buying Thanos with his little death balloon. <laughs> it was cute. And they're affordable. They're around 60 bucks a statue. They're not hugely expensive, but I held off. And then they came out with Spider-Gwen, and I had absolutely no attraction to that one. I didn't think it had much cuteness going. It, sure, it's got a yo-yo, but it, it felt like they were just capitalizing on Spider-Gwen craze. But then they finally got me, or shall I say they suckered me with their Deadpool. The Deadpool's cute with the little dart plunger thing on his head. It was very cute. I dig it. I, I do. You know, being a Deadpool guy, I might consider picking this up. This won't be something that I pre-order. It might be something that I find at a booth at a con someday and be like impulse by it. But yeah, it's it's got that cuteness factor that's just like, all right, I can see that sitting on my desk. That's where I am at it too. And I'm certainly not all in on these, but the Deadpool one being Deadpool I was afraid that he'd be hard to get. Like, remember when, Justin, you kind of skipped on a certain Deadpool pen holder? <sighs> yes. That happened to be from Gentle Giant also. So are you telling me I should just wait for the uh, the gray suit Deadpool version of this statue? <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing is, I mean, Big Bad Toy Store, we're not affiliated with them. I'm not plugging them, but... They had it for 10% off at pre-order. So 65 is the MSRP. I got them for 59 I was like, all right. Yeah, not too shabby. My only problem is, is with something like this, the, the style tells my brain that something like this should cost 10 to $15 and be made out of plastic or vinyl. Like it should be something like, like a, a bobblehead or a mighty mug type of thing, you know? Yeah, like a little, like those little Chinese vinyl collectibles that we get that I'm sure are bootlegs. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Of course, most of my money went to, I'm just going to call them Hot Toys the Merciless. <laughs> After we released our last show, two days later, they sprung upon us, not one, but two movie promo edition movie masterpiece series figures. Now, the movie promo edition are just really limited. They're usually variants of some sort that non-completists could easily live without but these things usually sell fast now i remember when winter soldier came out the movie promo captain america was in stock for a few weeks whereas when avengers came out that movie promo iron man was gone in one day because hmm. iron man is more in demand <laughs> but in one weekend both of these figures went to waitlist already whoa now, they were Captain America, the battling version, or kind of a little bit battle-damaged, and he comes with a scuffed-up outfit, and when they released the Black Panther, they had him posing with Cap, and Cap had a clawed-up shield, and I'm like, well, where's the clawed-up shield accessory? Here it is, as part of this movie promo edition figure. And do you think that's the only place that shield is gonna show up, is in this version? Is that kind of the thinking of what makes this the movie promo exclusive well there's that there's its special base that looks like he's standing on some rubble with a really nice civil war plaque and the costume has weathering effects but yes i do think that this will be the only place to get the clawed up shield too okay they got some good poses going on this figure too like the one where like he's falling down Mm-hmm. so that one was pretty awesome and the one that i felt would sell out instantly and it did sell out but i was surprised that equally as fast 
put on wait list was the movie promo edition Scarlet Witch, who was not in her Civil War outfit, but her new Avengers costume from the end of Age of Ultron, which is only ever so slightly different than what she wore for the rest of Age of Ultron. (laughs) But I did like this outfit. I mean, while she wore a red coat the whole time, this one feels more superhero costumey with the straps hanging down and the special belt buckle. Now she feels like she should hang out with Hawkeye. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, same tailor. Mm-hmm. Never mind the costume or anything like that or what you think about it. Good gravy. Look at the detail that Hot Toys has put into this. Like, there's so many stitches and seams and cuts and different materials going on. That is impressive. It really, really is. And... I'm very curious about the hair because it's that real fabric hair. It looks so good in these pictures. Am I going to get it and it's going to look like a Barbie with static cling? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I I have yet to have a Hot Toys with real hair, so that scares me for sure. Do we need to style it? Do I need to get a little curling iron so you can curl her hair? No, it's you know, melted. It's oh. like that kind of fabric. Like I don't know if it's... Yeah, but they made special styling tools for Barbies so you could do their hair. Well, maybe that's what I need. Yeah. I also appreciate what they did with the magic effect. It's something different here with translucent plastic than we've seen in the past. How it goes from pink to clear? Yeah, I mean, just the shape of it. And it just almost feels more like a blown glass piece than it does a plastic piece. What I think is really awesome is she comes with special hands with translucent fingers to go with those magic effects. That is pretty cool. Well, if that wasn't enough... Just a few days after that, they put up for order the best of the Civil War hot toys. All die-cast metal, baby, for the Iron Man Mark 46. (sighs) Yeah, and this is a slight difference from his last appearance. It feels more red, less gold. Like, it's almost, it's so red, for some reason, it looks to me like a unitard that has gold highlights. You know what I'm saying? Not like it looks like spandex, but if you were to see this at a con, it would be all red spandex from foot to head. <laughs> no, you're right. It's I mean, it's over the years with the Iron Man suits, it's gotten less angular and more and more smoothed out. And this is almost like looking at his legs, it almost looks like musculature. They're getting more and more to that original comic version is what they're doing. <sighs> but... I had ordered the Iron Man Mark 46 because they put out that Power Pose edition. But now we're getting the die cast Iron Man. Yeah, that's that might be my line. I might do the the die cast ones. They're singularly the best. Oh, yeah. I mean, Hot Toys is the best figure line anyway with its human likenesses. But when it comes to the die cast ones, you're just bang, take it to the next level. Got an extra $100 on that price tag for that metal, too. Yes, it does. But Iron Man plastics had always been around 270 to 300 So for an Iron Man, because of all the moving parts and interchangeable parts, he's always been more expensive than, like, a Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Plus, he's got the light-up features. And I think that's what had pushed some of these Iron Men into higher prices anyway. And then Hot Toys did a show overseas and they revealed the one that i hoped was coming and justin let me know if you're in on this one because i know you're a big fan of crossbones oh yeah so they've revealed his hot toys figure looks pretty cool and my initial thought is i'm gonna hit pre-order as soon as they put this up but at the same time i do want to see the movie because i hope they don't like 
Captain Phasmam. <laughs> <laughs> I love how this becomes such a thing. Everybody's like, yeah, they're going to get Captain Phasmid. <laughs> I mean, they could, I mean, he was really cool in Winter Soldier. And now that he's actually going to officially be Crossbones, I hope he's not just like the the beginning of the movie villain that they dispatch right away with and move on to something else. But we'll see. From looking at him, though, he is awesome. Also at this show, they demoed the vision and much to my chagrin, no sweater and tie. (laughs) (laughs) That's coming, though. It'll be a movie promo edition. (laughs) I... I will tell you this much. I, I ordered a uh, older Indiana Jones three and three quarter inch action figure because he's wearing, you know, it's kind of basic civilian clothes. And I might have ordered a three and three quarter inch vision. So I might be making a custom casual vision. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> Just need to sculpt a little sweater on him. And I think it's all good. And speaking of upcoming new figures. This just in. News from the web. Over on Star Wars Action News, Marjorie and I, and we were joined by our friend Chris, who's been on Marvelicious Toys a few times. We reviewed Bandai's movie realization, Ronin Boba Fett, which was a Boba Fett in, like, Japanese feudal armor of a Ronin. And they've done samurai stormtroopers and shogun Darth Vader's and all that. Well, (laughs) I guess they made enough money on that that they're bringing it to Marvel because Samurai Spider-Man is on the way. <laughs> uh, I will tell you, I've seen the Star Wars ones quite a few times here and there. And, you know, a couple of them have caught my eye enough to be like, oh, maybe. Especially like the Stormtroopers and the Boba Fett was definitely something that I was interested in. I'm going to tell you right up front, I don't think it's working here with Spider-Man. Yeah, no, I... Here's the thing. I think it loses its Spider-Man-ness. Does that make sense? I just made up a word. <laughs> Spider-Man-y. Yeah, it just doesn't... Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of the Ronin one for Boba Fett either, though. I really like the Star Wars ones. But that's because I also know that George Lucas looked to a lot of martial arts films like The Seven Samurai and The Hidden Fortress for inspiration when he was doing Star Wars. So it's like taking it back to its roots. And way back when, like 2006 or 7, at one of the early Star Wars celebrations, I think 4 in 2007, they had a $3,000 Darth Vader samurai bringing these together. And so to get them at an affordable price, I liked. The only ones I've gotten so far is the Boba Fett, but I liked it. But Spider-Man makes no sense because Stan Lee was not looking at Japanese culture and like, how would I update this and bring this kind of storytelling to comic books? <laughs> no, you, you make a very good point with the, you know, the impetus of Star Wars and all that. This is just feels like a mashup just for mashup sake. Yes. Like if I wanted to see a mashup, you know what I believe would fit? is if you took, like, the alien invasion movies of the 50s or the monster movies of the 40s, because Stan Lee looked at Frankenstein as a model for the Incredible Hulk and all of the radioactive bites and things. I mean, how many giant spiders and Gia monsters did that create in the 50s and 60s? So that seems to be more the inspiration, if you want to take it back to its roots. But to take Spider-Man who is a character known for his nimbleness and his web shooters, which are non-lethal weapons at best, and to give him a sword and armor and big baggy hammer pants, I'm just not seeing it. 
<laughs> Hammer pants. <laughs> it, it it almost seems like one of those jokey cosplayers you see, you know, like Elvis Trooper or, you know, where they take two things that don't belong together and all of a sudden it's funny. That's what this feels like. Like, oh, I'm a samurai with, with Spider-Man. Like, what? Which would be awesome in person. Right. Because <laughs> I don't have to spend $80 on it. <laughs> And be like, hey, look at that guy's costume. Yep. All right. Keep moving. <laughs> I do like that his version of a web shooter, though, is a grappling hook with a chain. That's kind of nifty. There, I mean, there is some cool stuff going on here, but ugh. you know what really bothers me is the eyes. The eyes make it seem like it's sad Spider-Man. I thought his face looked rather piggy. Like it, some, maybe it's the shadows, but it kind of looked like Spider-Pig because his nose was funny. Yeah, almost like, like his nose goes into his mouth. Yeah. Yeah, so... I don't see myself getting this. I'm sure because it's the figure arts figure, it's going to be gorgeously detailed, well sculpted, highly articulated, and awesome. But I've decided I'm all in on the figure arts Marvel stuff for the movies. I don't need to get into the samurai stuff. Yeah. It's hard enough to get in the States anyway. And speaking of being all in on figure arts, at least they don't hit as hard as Hot Toys. When they come out, it's not 300, 400 a pop. But they did announce Black Widow from Age of Ultron and Black Panther from Civil War coming soon. Yeah, and I think both of those are must-haves. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not usually the human buyer. Even when we looked at last year, you're like, well, I bought the Cap and I bought the Thor. So what makes Black Widow a must-have? Just that she's a female and it's Black Widow. You know, I think that's basically the line right there. And I'm looking at it, and I'm not overly impressed with the face sculpt, but the rest of it is figure arts awesomeness. I'll agree. The face sculpt is off, but I do like this outfit. We just rewatched Age of Ultron. It was my first time seeing it in 2D, and I never realized exactly how Tronish her outfit is, that it, like, lit up. Well, and now I realize that when I saw a girl wearing that at a convention, she wasn't dressed like Tron. It was Black Widow because she had a, the glowing <laughs> piping, and I really thought it was Tron. So you're finally seeing it. I think I said that a long time ago, and you guys are both like, what? Like, yeah, she's very much like Korra. Yeah, she was, and I didn't notice that in 3D at all. Multiple hmm. watchings. But here... Yeah, I like the striping on the outfit and the knee pads and all that. So with the posability, even if the face isn't all there, I'll get her. The one I'm really excited for, though, is Black Panther because... It's really awesome. His textured outfit, admittedly, have you been keeping up at all with the Team Cap, Team Iron Man, social media stuff they're doing back and forth? Oh, geez, no. It's really funny. It's really funny. Like, they're going all in on it, where you got Chris Evans, Anthony Mackie, and Sebastian Stan standing around and then challenging Team Iron Man to a push-up contest. <laughs> nice. And then Paul Bettany made a video coming back and goes, that's real mature. Let's look up Meathead in the dictionary. It says, see Chris Evans and Anthony Mackie. <laughs> so... There was one video, there, I'm getting to a point with Black Panther here, there was one video where they were at one of the premieres overseas, I don't know if it was Paris, Singapore, London, I can't keep it all straight, but a Team Iron Man question came, and Anthony Mackie's like, you're Team Iron Man? And then he looked up at the poster, and he gave his impressions of all five members of Team Iron Man in order. Iron Man was Soda Can. <laughs> 
Black Widow. All right, he called her perfection because <laughs> he, he's Scar Joe. Right. War Machine, he called Trash Can. <laughs> Vision, he called Magic Marker. <laughs> and Black Panther, he called Michelin Tire. <laughs> now, I'm bringing it back to the figure arts. I love the texture that makes him look as for what Anthony Mackie called the tire with all the ribbing and the rivets and the grit. Oh, yeah, he does look like an all weather radial. <laughs> Uh, yeah i mean if you're looking for detail it's here and the articulation that we know comes in these figures is going to be put to good use in in a black panther figure looking at one of the poses in their press release photos though you know what i feel like i have to do when i get all my figure arts together thriller dance nice (laughs) (laughs) i think i know which one you're talking about Very nice. Because they're posed enough, they can do the thriller dance. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can get those wrists any which way you want. <laughs> <laughs> the only bad thing about figure arts is from the time you see them to the time they're in your hands seems like an eternity. I just, I kind of wish that their their lead time was a little bit less. Like, surprise me when it's a month out. <laughs> because I hate waiting that long. I wish they were readily available in the States, but I want to thank all of the listeners who've been emailing me Japan sites lately to check. But still, you got about 24 to 48 hours on these things, and it seems like I only remember about once a week to go say, oh, is Black Widow up yet? No. And then, oh, is Black Widow up yet? Like, it happened with Ant-Man. I'm like, is Ant-Man up yet? No. (laughs) A week later, is Ant-Man up yet? Sold out. Right? (sighs) Well, luckily, there's a few places that you can go to... To try to get them. But just because I absolutely love and impressed as hell with figure arts doesn't mean I don't still love Legends too. I mean, Legends, they're less than half the price, and damn do they get the character depth that figure arts and hot toys, I mean, they stick 99% to the movies. You may get a stealth Iron Man here and a black suit Iron Man there, but those are movie characters. Legends... They're comic-based, and we've got a wave here that we've been meaning to talk about for a while, the Absorbing Man wave, Spider-Man figures. Now, this Spider-Man wave has seven figures plus the Absorbing Man Build-A-Figure. Same kind of packaging we've been seeing with a, what would you call that, a mauve on the side? It's a No, little... it's it's not mauve, because mauve is like a pukey, maroony color. It's kind of like a, almost like a burnt orangey red kind of color with a little bit of pink in it. Justin, where's your Pantone chart? Yeah, right. It's, I, what I think is going on here is it, it is red and it's just duo toned out. So they really went the spectrum of the red from the front. You see where it says Edge of Spider-Verse or whatever on the front? Mm-hmm. It's that red and then duo toned out down to, you know, between blacks and whites, you get a nice pink in there. But it, on the shelf, it does look more pink than the other Spider-Man line that's out there. If you're looking for this wave, it's it's brighter than the, the older wave. I'll say that. Yeah, I've had some of that. When our Walmart's been stacking these horizontally up on tall shelves lately. And so just to see is this last year's Spider-Man wave or this year's, the luminescence of the red tells me. What I found really interesting about this wave, though and I don't know why they did it, the spider logo up top, you know how they always 
or often put a logo, Captain America's shield, whatever. This is quite clearly the Amazing Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2 spider logo with the really long legs. Yeah. And that's been canceled, and the current Spider-Man has a very comic booky tiny spider in the middle with his underoos. <laughs> yeah, and that's it's consistent across all the packaging. A lot of times they'll mix it up from where the character source is from. Yeah, or they'll put it on the movie ones, and the non-movie ones will just be black. Yeah. But here, no, we got amazing Spider-Man Andrew Garfield logo on all these figures. Now, speaking of this box with Captain America, this package, I honestly think this one pops more on the shelf than the Cap ones. And maybe it's the colors, but it just, it seems so, like, out there, and then you see Cap, and you're like, oh, that's very utilitarian. Well, you know, and it's not too big of a change from what we've seen through the entirety of this line since they've gone to this box packaging. We've seen a lot of blues and a lot of reds. You know, looking back over the history, the one that stands out is Guardians. That was purple, and that was a really big difference between what we've seen. And I still see some of those on shelves from time to time. (laughs) (laughs) There's a whole spectrum of color that we have yet to see. You know, maybe eventually they'll get some oranges or some greens or something to make them really feel new. I wonder what they'll do for Doctor Strange. For some reason, I'm feeling purple again. Yeah, purple, maybe blue and red again, because that's kind of his colors, but it'd be neat to mix it up. Now, like we've seen with the Cap figures, this wave has seven figures, but only four boxes. Yeah, they did a lot of combining here. The first ones, as R.U. said, the Edge of Spider-Verse, grabbing the name off of the recent... Dan Slot arc, where we get two or three different versions of Spider-Mans from alternate universes or in the past. Now, the first one, number one, is Ben Riley Spider-Man. Which, you know, in and of itself isn't all that super exciting. It's it's another Spider-Man in another outfit. And, you know, we have had a Ben Riley or a couple different Ben Rileys in Legends over the years. And we've actually had... This particular costume, or very similar to this costume, from way back when. I think it was almost about the time that Hasbro took over. Yeah, I knew there was a Toy Biz one. Yeah, I'm trying to think what wave it was. I can't even can't even wrap my head around it. But, you know, being another Spider-Man figure isn't enough to get me super excited. But what got me into this figure is the fact that you can make spider carnage out of him. Yeah, I like Ben Riley Spider-Man. I always liked his big spider on the front that wraps around. And the web shooters on the wrists I like. But it is another Spider-Man. They've ha- got this great Spider-Man buck going on, though. So, Well, I have a question for you guys, though. Because, I mean, that's kind of how I feel, too. Is You're like, oh, another Spider-Man. Oh, another Iron Man. I mean, they both have a lot of costume changes. At what point is it too much? <laughs> well, I think Hasbro might be feeling that too because I I don't see any other reason why they would have done a cool spider carnage here other than they know that people might be getting a little spidey fatigued. I don't know. Having talked to Dwight so many times now at San Diego and Toy Fair, he loves this stuff. I think he does some of this stuff for himself and or just it, he thinks it would be fun and so he thinks other people would think it's fun. And he knows that they'll never just be able to market a spider carnage figure the same way they'd never be able to market just a silver main figure in a suit. And so he finds ways to backdoor these in with the head swaps. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, I would buy a spider carnage figure. And 
despite the fact that I love variety, these are the mainstay characters, and I'd be upset without getting certain versions. I'd be sitting there like, well, why didn't I get Baghead Spider-Man? Because I want one. Oh, yeah. And so I wouldn't necessarily get tired of them. But yeah, this Ben Riley Spider-Man, I don't have that older figure, so it's cool for me. I wish his web shooters were more defined. But you add Spider-Carnage to the mix, and now you got something really kind of badass. See, that's kind of cool. That's much better, and I wish we'd have just gotten that, but I guess some people would not be happy with just that, so this is kind of the best of both worlds. Why not get both in one package? Yeah. Pick the one you want, or if you're like me, buy two figures. Yeah. It does come two to a case. <laughs> I, I do love that they both came together. Now, what we're dealing with here, body-wise, is the same Spider-Man body that we've seen before. Remember the... The Spidey with the pizza accessory and all mm-hmm. that. Yep. Same body. I think all the same hands with the different web shooting poses and fists and all that stuff. Yeah, you get a ton of hands with this guy. What is it? Eight different hands counting the Carnage ones. So that's a huge number of accessories. I mean, it's almost like in its own way, Legends are trying to compete with Hot Toys at that level. Oh, and I mean, we could, we could refer to this wave as the Absorbing Man wave. But honestly, this is the head swap and hand swap wave. As we go through these, we're going to notice there's a lot of heads and a lot of hand accessories. The only thing I could do to improve this figure is if they'd done a hinged jaw on the spider carnage head. I was thinking he needs some carnage feet. <laughs> but I guess we don't do feet extra like that. But, I mean, because it all looks like it's in this midst of it, and then he has normal, regular feet. Yeah, that would have been cool. I'm trying to look at this figure to see if... There was an idea of doing a hinged jaw at some point, because it kind of looks like it might be a separate piece, but I think it's just sculpted that way. I think, yeah, the way it's sculpted makes it look like it should be hinged, but I don't know that it ever was supposed to be. I like this figure a lot, though. I mean, you say another Spider-Man, I say as long as they're this cool and offer this much alternatives, keep them coming. Definitely. I can, I can definitely agree with that. Figure two, the hard figure to find in this wave because her popularity is insane. And I honestly, I don't understand why she hit as hard as she did. Then again, why does anything become a massive overnight success? It's really hard to define. I think if people could figure that out, they would do it every time. (laughs) (laughs) But I would I would be willing to bet that it has a lot to do with just the fact that it looks cool. The Spider-Gwen is who I'm talking about. And she started as an Edge of Spider-Verse character in a comic I read, and I was not all that impressed with, but damn if she hasn't become, like, the hottest Marvel character of the millennium. She is. She's very popular with the younger crowd. And I don't know if it's because it's a new character or what. It's also Gwen Stacy who was in the movies around the time that they made this character and she was dying in Amazing Spider-Man 2 around that time. People knew Gwen where Mm -hmm. they may not have known Mary Jane. Gwen's been dead for so long. This is an alternate universe version that came together. And I will admit, The costume is something to behold with, again, what Pantone color is this purplish that goes with the blue on the webbing? Blue? Where are you seeing blue? Oh, I guess that grayish blue. Yeah, yeah, there's like a blue over the purple. And while I'm not a Spider-Gwen fan, the colors are striking on her costume. I love that purple. And then sometimes it's kind of like a pink with that bluish color and then the white and the black, it really just pops. Yeah, it's almost like a raspberry sorbet type of color. 
Yeah, that's raspberry. Perfect. But I really like the colors. They are amazing. Yeah, I mean, just anecdotally, you know, Rory digs this character, and it's not because of any history she has with Gwen Stacy or anything like that. I think she just thinks it looks cool. And to clarify for new listeners, Rory is your daughter. Yes. Yes, indeed. She's she's an 11-year-old who's into Harley Quinn and now Spider-Gwen. So she's got... And, you know, I'm raising her right. She's She's into her comic book movies and Star Wars and all that, so... But yeah, this as a figure, I think, is pretty darn striking. I mean, they got the costume down just right. And, you know, pretty impressed with the the webbing you were talking about on the inside of her arms, Arnie. They did a good job of getting that down nice and clean, at least on the version I have. My version, I was going to ask you that. My version, and admittedly I have another one, has horrible paint. Like, awful, awful paint. Yes, the checkered blue lines are okay, but... Where the purple ends or the, what color did you say? Raspberry. Where the raspberry ends and the white begins, it looks like smeared lipstick. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, it's like they didn't outline. It looks like they got some paint splotches on there, too. Interesting. Hmm. I'm looking at my second one, which is still in package, and while it looks better, it still feels like that entire arm was molded in the raspberry and they painted over it. Because it's like in the white spots, I can still see a hint of raspberry. Huh. E- either that or they were just dirty with the paint. Yeah, it sounds like you got a, a bad sample or two. The place where I'm seeing a little bit of sloppy paint is when you have her her hooded version, the hood up version. The, the edges there aren't completely clean where the raspberry meets the edge of the white hood. Yeah, that's how ours is too. The it's it's like they just slopped it on the edge there and didn't cap it completely. So you get some white, some of the raspberry, just it just depends. Yeah. I prefer the Gwen Stacy head they did. They gave her the classic headband and things. It makes me wish there was a sixties female buck that we could have a classic Gwen Stacy on, but <laughs> and I still don't understand why a hero would wear a hoodie that cuts off their peripheral vision, but you know. Well, in case it's raining. <laughs> <laughs> I guess she has spider sense, so she doesn't need to see. <laughs> Speaking of the hoodie, though, it's an awesome sculpt. It like it lays on her on her shoulders just properly, and it hits a part of her head where it sits there and kind of locks into place, and it looks natural for a hoodie, which is. Difficult to do in sculpting. I know we talked about it recently with Taskmaster and stuff like that, where it looked like it was just kind of floating there. But here, they did it right. Yeah, I think that looks really good. I like how it's got a little bit of movement to it. Ours kind of wobbles a little bit, so it's not something that if you move it, it's going to break. But surprisingly good when a lot of times, like when you look at the Star Wars figures, the Jedi robe hoods are ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I like that the unmasked head does have the little, like, pulled down hoodie so that it's gathered around her neck versus just missing. It's a nice detail. Yeah, that that is cool. You, when you swap out the head, you take off both the hood and the head, and then you put that little hood down thing on her neck and then pop the head on, which is, it, you know what, putting the, the mast head back on is a little bit of a trick because you have to put it in the hood first and then put it on the body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've just discovered that right now. <laughs> I wish they'd given her more articulation. They used the standard small female buck for this, so you don't get all that cool spider articulation. You can't put Spider Gwen in a sp- the poses you could put Ben Riley in, you know? Yeah, it's definitely missing double hinged elbows. 
that's one big thing. And, on and these, the shoulders. Yeah, the shoulders. Yep, yeah, it's just one piece there. And, you know, the females, they've done this thing where it's more of a, a rocker upper torso rather than an ab crunch. And one final detail that I thought was pretty cool was, you know, the addition of like this teal blue for the soles of her shoes. That is a nice detail. I guess, you know, they always try to be as accurate to the designs as they can. I think they could have gotten away with that. Hell, they've put out Miles Morales figures with no back paint. So, right. But it's a good enough figure. And no matter what we say about it, it's going to sell like gangbusters. And that's why they're putting out a solid case of her. <laughs> Versus the next figure, which is also so great, you're going to want multiple of him in solid cases. It is Morbius, the first of the villains of the night box. <laughs> Phone that one in. I love how Marvel kind of like branches off into this like classic horror vibe with these kinds of things. The monsters of the night. <sighs> yeah, Morbius in this figure reminds me very much of a Scooby-Doo villain. <laughs> Oh my god, it totally is a Scooby-Doo villain. But does he come with an old man head to when they rip off his mask? Say, like, you meddling kids, I would have gotten away with it. He's Well, yeah, that's where you take the, the one the head on the Silvermane and pop it on Morbius, and that's the unmasked villain. He's one of the few figures that does not come with a swappable head in this wave, strangely. <laughs> he comes with a swappable cape, because as he's posed in the package, his arms are like up in a boo kind of pose and so the cape goes up like it like a bat but if his arms are in any other pose yeah that cape looks like i'm batman if you take off his ears or just kind of hide his ears he looks like a lost boys vampire yeah oh yeah like this could be like alex winter or one of the other two nameless guys now i just need a legend scale saxophone (laughs) (laughs) you could use like aries or something to be the sax man Oh, actually, put him on, put him on Craven the Hunter's body. There you go. <laughs> you can even leave the vest on. No, Morbius, classic Spider-Man villain, sometimes an anti-hero. I believe his a living vampire because it was back when the Comic Code Authority said no zombies, no vampires. So they came up with this guy who injected himself with a serum and then needed blood, but he primarily got it through transfusions, not biting. It's you know. it's like where True Blood came from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I have long loved Morbius. I mean, I've read comics of his when he had his own solo title in the early 90s. And this figure does him right. I mean, we've got a standard male buck going on here with the abs and everything. But when you add that Alice Cooper collar, it really, with all black, I love it. And his little half cape. I mean, who wears a waist length cape? (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's a vampire. No, I do, I do appreciate the two different versions of the cape. It's kind of a neat thing to do. It gives him a little bit of dynamic posing options there. I, you know what's a bummer on mine is his left arm will not allow me to put it down. So he's constantly stuck in the boo pose on that arm. Oh, bummer. I'm afraid to break it like with, you know, oh, so many three and three quarter inch red she-hulks that I've experienced. His arms do not go down to his sides, though. Even mine. It's like... <laughs> Look at his wings. <laughs> I'm sorry. You That's know, right. I said that game's silly if you don't have the arms up. It, with the arms up, it's silly. I don't know where you... Without the arms up, it's... it's No, every once in a while, there's these characters that completely make you step out of the Marvel Universe, and this is one of them. No, I think he fits very well. I mean, keep in mind, this is the same universe that has Blade. 
Again, yeah, see? And Blade was hunting Dracula. I'd love them to make a two. I, I just need to get that old Toy Biz box set with Dracula and all of those horror villains. But this guy, I love his facial expression, his mascara and red eyes, his open mouth. I mean, this guy just, the detail on him with the fingers and the mouth, he's like a tiny statue in terms of accuracy. <laughs> Yeah, and he's, you know, they've done Morbius in the past before, and this is a little bit more updated and friendly-looking version. Like, they've done one that was just hard to look at in the past. <laughs> but yeah, I, you know, for a basic figure, you know, using parts that they've had before and adding a little bit here and there, the cape and the huge collar, hey, good job. You've got another character out there without a whole lot of effort. And I will, I would like to report that Silvermane's head does fit very nicely on Morbius's body. <laughs> but I didn't think of him as necessarily fitting the box description as always hunting Spider-Man as, you know, sometimes he's just in a bloodthirst craze and sometimes he's semi-heroic. So to partner him with classic Spider-Man villain Jack O'Lantern, <laughs> it's obviously... They're stretching. They're like, here's the figures we're going to make. Marketers, pair them up. This is like Green Goblin's like origin story for like his dad or something. And That's very funny because he came about after they killed Green Goblin. They came up with Jack-O-Lantern, who was kind of doing the same motif. Instead of pumpkin bombs, he was pumpkin head. And he actually used pumpkin bombs. And then later on, he became Hopgoblin. So yeah, you're not off. But you know what? You can see what I mean. is like the origin story and... Mm -hmm. This is what he was before they had all the technology. I will say props, though. Really good translucent flames, I guess those are, or pumpkin guts flying up the back of his head. Oh, yeah. This is an incredible head sculpt. I'm really digging this. The paint on it really makes it feel like a pumpkin from the outside. The inside of his mouth looks like it's lit up. I love the translucent flames coming out of his eyes, though it reminds me of General Grievous, <laughs> that episode three figure of his imploding. <laughs> the, the Cheeto Greedo. Yeah, Cheeto. Cheeto. <laughs> uh, that's funny. And yeah, he comes with a couple different accessories. He comes with, looks like probably a reused pumpkin bomb. Yeah, but it's translucent this time. I know, it's awesome. He has a big scythe that's kind of cool looking. I like it because it's so big and thick. It reminds me of a He-Man weapon. Yeah, it doesn't look like it would be very cut effective, more of a blunt instrument. Well, you'd have to get the person, you know, hold still for a second. I got to get this, you know, sliced across you. I know it's got a weird angle. Just hold still. <laughs> and then he comes with an awesome half translucent broom, flame broom that you can pose him. It's going to sweep your porch. He's going to ride it like a witch. Oh, I see. Now, when I was taking pictures of this figure, like, this body kept making me think, I've seen this book before, but it seems so unique to this character that it can't be true. Then it finally hit me. This is the body they used for the ghost figure, the translucent figure from that SDCC set a few years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. I knew it had to be a reused buck because, I mean, they don't make... The ball-hinged hips. Mm-hmm, yep. and the ratcheting waist, or abs. Yeah, so I had to look it up, and sure enough, it's the exact same buck. They What they did is they added a new belt for him. This belt may be his own. So the shoulder straps and pouches are all the same? 
Yep, the shoulder straps, the the legs, all of it. The boots? The boots as well. Huh. Pretty impressive. It is, but that does explain why when I think of Jack-O-Lantern from, you know, the 80s comics, he wasn't wearing this outfit, and I know that there have been other Jack-O-Lanterns with various outfits in more modern times, but this outfit just seemed a little subtle for such a big flaming head. <laughs> well, it's a nice use of this skinnier body, because if you really want that pumpkin head, the jack-o'-lantern head, to seem bigger on a body, this is the way to go. And his hands actually, you know, are some of that weirder articulation where there's no wrist articulation. It's It goes up to his glove and just kind of twists. Yeah, definitely an older school of articulation. But, man, the weathering on the pumpkin head, the translucent effects... I'm telling you, between the Ghost Rider that we had a few waves ago and this, they've really upped their game on the translucent effects, I think. I'd like to think we had something to do with that. Absolutely. <laughs> but no, it really seems that they look more than just like globs of color. Like there's actually like variations in the color now. And it's just, it, it's doing so good anymore. Now, I will say this. This is one of the figures that I often see still swinging on the pegs and... I want to tell our listeners, if this is a figure that you've skipped just because, I don't know, you're out there only looking for the more popular ones, you might want to reconsider and pick this one up. I am, I'm very impressed with this figure. Yeah, I agree. And I, I wish the articulation was better, but it's a great figure. And it's, and having said that, Arnie, it's not horrible articulation either. It's not like, I mean, he has double hinged elbows. He's got swivel biceps. He's got an ab crunch, double hinged knees, rocker ankles. There's plenty of it there. It's just... You know, it, it is limited in other areas like his hands and and maybe maybe his feet, but that might just be mine having a little bit of a issue with not being unlocked yet. Now, the next figure, if we're going numerically per the card back, is the only figure who's lonely. He doesn't have anyone else on his card. He's Venom. Ooh. And this figure comes with two different sets of hands, fists or Venom claws, as well as two heads. The classic smiling, toothy one, like he was when he was on that cover where Spider-Man seemed dead in front of him. And, of course, the classic tongue-out head with a lot of green, you-can't-do-that-on-television slime around it. <laughs> yeah, this is the classic version of Venom that we've been needing to get for a while. And to be honest with you, it's, you know, on my shelf, the version that has been taking his place waiting for this figure to come has been the Marvel Select figure that is very close to this outfit and costume. Yeah, I like that they've done a classic Venom here. I mean, they did Agent Venom for us last year, and I said at the time I wanted a classic Venom. Well, and that was a Walgreens exclusive. Yes. And if you recall, that one was really poorly painted. This one, they've kind of fixed that. It's not near as bad as Agent Venom. Mine is weird because... I'm looking at it, and around the edges, it's a little fuzzy. But then if you look at the black lines inside of the spider legs, those are as sharp as can be. But, like, the top is really bad. Like, his mandibles of the spider yeah. are very, very soft and fuzzy. I think it's because the whole thing is black, and this is all painted on there. And maybe, I, don't, I, I was going to say at an angle, but I wonder if they did, like, instead of hand-painting him, because I, I know some of these are hand-painted in the factories... But maybe they did, there's this thing that's, and I can't remember the exact name of it, but it's like a printing, but the image is on like this foam ball kind of thing, and it's made to print unusually shaped items. 
Oh, yeah, where it kind of rolls on. Yeah, so I wonder if, like, it's that and it just didn't get a full paint application in that spot. You're seeing it on yours, too, as well. Yes. Hmm. And it's, like, the part that's almost, like, horizontal on his chest. So that's why I wonder if it's, like, a paint app problem like that. Like, just in general, the way they apply the paint to these. Yeah, like, the however they did it, it just wasn't hitting that area yeah. properly. But on the flip side, I really love his teeth on this one. On the non-tongue head. Yeah, they did a real clean paint job on that. Yeah, the teeth look phenomenal. It's some of the smallest little teeth, and in between each one, you can see a little bit of pink from his gum. Mm-hmm. That is very impressive. Now, this is the Luke Cage buck that I really, really, really dislike because of the barrel chestedness. But guess what? It works here. This is the shape of Venom's body. So now that we finally have classic Venom on this buck, we can retire this buck. <laughs> Yeah, I like that he's a big, bulky guy. I mean, Venom, the bodybuilder. McFarlane, what were you thinking? But <laughs> <laughs> he's like Spider-Man, but he lifts. <laughs> Did he even lift, bro? <laughs> <laughs> so the tongue head, I I prefer Venom with some tongue. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know how I feel about the green slime added effect. Yeah. It's the wrong color green. It's very bright and Kelly green, like shamrock green. Perhaps if it was like a moldy green or something or had some colors up to it. But now it looks like he's just been eating some now and laters or Jolly Ranchers. Yeah, it's very candy-ish. But on that tongue head, one thing I absolutely love, and they did it ever so slightly with the regular head is they gave him wrinkles because he's scowling. You know how, like, your forehead wrinkles up? They sculpted that in between his eyes. Yeah, that's that's an incredible bit of detail. And they put in the recessed eyes, which makes for much cleaner paint that way. And listen, I'm an unabashed Venom fan. I love Venom. I love the entire symbiote family. Carnage, Anti-Venom, She-Venom. And so I'm just happy as a spider in a web to get this yeah it's a it's a great figure i wish he didn't have the hole in the back from that buck damn it yeah i think you just got to get over that because a lot of these figures have holes in the back for no good reason maybe maybe he can borrow morbius's cape i don't know if we mentioned it but not only does he come with two heads but he comes with two sets of hands he has his venom you know uh, monster hand claws and then fist as well and nice little black dot in the middle there Yep, that's for the eventual variant coming. You're going to have the black dot, the no dot, the half (laughs) dot. (laughs) Then our final two regular figures are together lumped as the superior foes of Spider-Man. And that's based off the recent comic, which is absolutely fun. Just just read that comic. I think it's canceled now, but man, it's a comedy comic of a bunch of bumbling villains. I all plotting against each other. I had so much fun reading that comic. And our first one here is Beetle. Are these wasps? They are. Yes, good eye. That was the first thing I noticed is I've seen these awesome, awesome, awesome wings before. Because it was the folding and the fact that you can hide them kind of on her body and the back kind of, sort of. If they'd made one longer than the other on the back, it probably would. Oh, you can kind of envelop them a little, slightly. So she can pretend that she's not a beetle. Do beetles have wings? Yeah, beetles can fly. Okay. Dung beetles. Dung beetles. (laughs) 
Yeah, the translucent wings, it's a reuse, but it's a really good reuse. They did a good job, though, reusing the female buck here to give her a really comics-accurate outfit with the tank top straps and the thigh-high boots. Yeah, and, you know, it feels like it's reused, and I've been trying to source some of these parts, but I cannot find a female body that has this flared-out hip thing that goes around. I don't think we've seen that before, because that's a very, like, 60s, spacey kind of look. It's If you notice, like, if you look at, like, the Jetsons, they had the flared on things like that, too, on their clothing. Don't very ask me why. Much. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know why I know that, but but it's very, it's very retro space age, like how we envision this future would be. You're I, right, and I looked up the comic, and you're dead straight. That is a flare specific to... Janice Lincoln's Beetle. So they must have sculpted at least that part. Well, and then, yeah, the upper torso, I was thinking, okay, well, that's either, you know, Scarlet Witches or maybe even Emma Frost. And looking at those, it's neither of those because they don't have those straps going up. So this is at least a little bit of a re-sculpting to put these straps on, if not a totally new upper torso. Wow, okay then, I take it back. Good eye. Pretty impressive for a figure that... Like you said, at first glance, it seems like, oh, yep, here's a lot of reused parts with maybe a new head. But nope, looking at it closer, they've they've done a lot of work here to get this figure where it is. And I like what they did with the color. Looking at the original comics, she seemed much more purple and black, as in a very dark purple, where she almost looked monochromatic in some of the comic appearances. But I saw others where it is a little bit more differentiated. It almost looks like navy and purple. Here, they've kind of made her a greenish blue and purple, and I think it really works well to offer color differentiation. Yeah, I'm, I'm digging this opalescent kind of, you know, purpley plastic and paint. And, you know, since I always mention it when it doesn't work, I'm going to mention it when it does work. I'm not seeing a huge problem with the difference between green plastic with purple paint on it and vice versa. They've done a pretty good job of matching them up when they switch parts. The only thing I wish they had done on this is given her wings more of a pearlescence. Just to kind of make them a little bit more shimmery. I mean, there's really good, like, very pale, purpley color that's translucent. But they need some, like, pop. And the pearlescence might be it. Yeah, I'm trying to remember if they did that with the wasp figure or not. It seemed like they did have a little bit sort of a... I, oh. Yeah, I thought she had, like, a little bit of shimmer to it. And this, that's what these need. If Arnie ends up with more than one, perhaps I will paint them with a shimmer for him. Because <laughs> I will be happy with that. I, I like, and I have to give them props. I, I liked Wasp, too. Anything that has motion that you can change like this that's different than just a regular articulation, I think is fun. Well, I am ending up with an extra one of her and Jack-O-Lantern. Because of reasons we'll discuss in a short bit. <laughs> but yeah, these wings being the same thing as... Is wasps. You can get a lot of different poses out of these. It's a really neat way they did this with just a little bit of articulation. You can get quite a few different poses. And Beetle is partnered with the other superior foes of Spider-Man, villain, Speed Demon, who is like an evil version of Quicksilver, who himself is like a Marvel version of the Flash. (laughs) (laughs) So you should have given him a different name like... I don't even know. I can't even come up with something, but not the Flash. Super fast man. Okay, would you really like to know that in the 30s and 40s, there was a character called the Wizzer. (laughs) W-H-I-Z-Z-E-R. 
I can't even. I got to run and take a wizard real quick. <laughs> I literally can't. I'm done. And he is the original speed demon in the 40s. And then when this speed demon came back and... Yeah, so this character appeared as the Wizard in 1969 and changed his name to Speed Demon after much regales of laughter for 12 years. In November 1981, he's like, all right, I'm not whizzing anymore. (laughs) (laughs) It was a culture shift, man. What can you do? I picked a bad name in the 60s. (laughs) (laughs) Or the 40s, yes. Yeah. But being that he is a runner, he comes with... Fist hands so he can fight, or Tom Cruise running hands. <gasps> the Tom Cruise run. <laughs> <laughs> the Tom Cruise run. Beautiful. Do you know it? <laughs> now that you say it, I can I can picture it. Okay. He runs faster because he's karate chopping the air. <laughs> nice. I, I can give you a demo in Comic Con. <laughs> <laughs> I think my brother runs like that. <laughs> You can see that, like, it's in his head that he doesn't know how to run. So he, like, he gets his arms going. He gets those legs up. It's just like, <laughs> all right, buddy. <laughs> Calm down. <sighs> oh, okay, what are we dealing with here? We're dealing with a Captain Marvel outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Marjorie handed me and said male Captain Marvel. Yeah, I did. <laughs> and it looks like a... This head reminds me of something. I, I think maybe it's like, remember Budman, the cartoon character that Budweiser used to have yeah. back in yes, the day? Yes, <laughs> it does. It also looks like Cyclops' long lost dad a little bit with those glasses. There you go. And he's definitely mugging for the camera. He's got a, a cheesy smile going on there. That's the thing with Speed Demon, though, is he always has like this sense of humor going on. And I mean, very cocky. <laughs> I think they've captured that here. Definitely. His head is the highlight here because the rest of it is, you know, just a repaint of actually the Ben Riley Spider-Man body that we talked about earlier in this wave. It's the exact same buck with those double hinged shoulders that I really don't like. But you know what? They, they work here. This is his comic outfit, but I like what Hasbro's done with it with the metallic gold paint and the way his eyes are raised like those bug goggles and things. It feels like he is paired well with Beetle with those kinds of eyes. Yeah. I mean, he's he's actually a fun figure. I had fun posing him. I actually did a shot with him in full-on sprint mode. I got a figure stand out, and he was able to balance. And, you know, it's not, it's not a figure that I would ever put on, like, my top ten must-have, you know, comic characters in action figure form. But when when they do stuff like this, I'm glad that they go all out and make it accurate and have fun with it. But what really jazzes me about this figure, I mean, I like the figure. Mine has very clean paint, and with all the paint apps going on, that's something to say. Yeah, especially with the sharp angles they have with the gold paint. Yeah, and those are all really clean. And I wonder if that, again, was some sort of applique, because with gold foil like this, usually that's kind of a tricky color to lay down on stuff. Anything that's glittery or sparkly like that, especially in a clean line, because it wants to tend to bleed. But what's made me want this figure for almost a year, because we first saw this at San Diego Comic-Con at the Hasbro Breakfast, and we saw with him his accessory, not the Tom Cruise hands, but Silvermane. (laughs) And the story behind this is, Silvermane, his head was detached from his body, and he's still alive, and they then attached it to an RC car. (laughs) Because of course, right? <laughs> it's. I told you, this is a funny comic. 
<sighs> it's also, like you said, a very ingenious way of getting an extra head out there that you can pop on a chameleon body and get yourself yet another figure. Yes, indeed. And the sculpting on this head is very good. I mean, it's easy to write it off as a accessory. The RC car... Couldn't they have put spinning wheels on there? Yeah, that's the part that's disappointing, is it needs wheels that actually rotate so you can zoom-zoom them. Yeah, I like to roll a hot wheel across a table as much as the next kid. <laughs> yeah. But the head itself has some nice sculpting with the old man lines that I'm starting to grow myself. You mean wrinkles. Yeah. They're not called old man lines or weathering. <laughs> <laughs> I call mine weathering, damn it. <laughs> I am battle damaged. <laughs> I'm trying to think what actor this face looks like. It looks very familiar, and I just can't. I know exactly who you're thinking of. Jack yeah. Plants. Oh, right. From The Legend of Curly's Gold and the first City Slickers movie, too. <laughs> and Ripley's Believe It or Not. Yes. <laughs> That's who I think man. this is, like, perfect for. Nice. Uh, yeah, I would. I, like you said, I kind of wish they would put a little more thought into the RC car, but that's really not the reason why we're getting this piece. <laughs> it's again, I'm, I'll admit, I was having my doubts when David Vonner was no longer with the Marvel line, and then we went through a very dark period of canceled figures. It was a rough patch for Marvelicious toys. Yeah, all those figures never came out. Still, many have not. But man, I. As we talked about with the Carnage figure, it takes a while for something to get from concept to pegs. It took a year to get Carnage redone, and it took a couple years for Dwight to get everything under control. But the fact that he has so much fun including things like this, it takes Marvel Legends to a new level with all this interchangeability. Yeah, it's been it's been fun having these little things popped in here throughout and... Like we talked about earlier, you know, just the, the ability to make new figures from ones that we've had for months now. You know, it's like some people might have to go back and dig out their chameleon body because they just found this figure. It's like, oh, that'd be fun to put on there. You know, not, not everybody's as into it as us. That's that's makes collecting fun. And I've been in Q&As where people would ask Hasbro, have you ever thought about making blah, blah, blah for customizers so we could customize easier and just have stock? Insert body, accessory, what have you here. But Dwight has always had his eye on customizers with, oh, we did this so people could head swap. We did this so people could throw a coat of paint on. But now they've taken it to a whole new level where you don't even have to do that. They're just giving you the parts. You buy multiple <laughs> figures. <laughs> and I bought two Speed Demons, of course, because I wanted the second Silvermane head. One of the reasons I was so chameleon-obsessed last year is I knew Silvermane was coming. But then I ended up with two Absorbing Man torsos, because all these figures came with parts. And so the reason I'm ending up with the extra Jack-O-Lantern and the extra Beetle is because I have two Absorbing Mans, because he has a lot of interchangeable parts himself. Oh, yeah. Like you said, he comes with a bunch of different ways to pose him. You get, if you collect the whole set, you get four different arms and two different heads. Yeah, because Absorbing Man can absorb the properties of whatever he touches. So you get like a stone arm, a metal arm, like a wood or stone, brownstone arm, and then just a regular fleshy eye lift arm. But the one thing that's missing here is I would say one extra just regular arm. 
to have him not absorbing anything. That, yeah, that is correct. He only has one normal arm, and but he's absorbing, man. I'm okay with it. And what I like is each of the arms has the texture of the material. So, you, I mean, if you wanted two normal arms, you couldn't just repaint, like, wood arm here. No, the, the closest you could get is maybe if you repainted the metal arm. That looks maybe the most normal. But even then, man, they've got some really good paint apps going on. This looks like worn metal. Yeah, and they even gave it a different texture, which is the nice part. I mean, I like how the metal feels like it's burnished. And it looks like they've done it different ways up each arm, too. So it's not like they just had, like, one standard paint job or one standard deco they did. It was on his stone arm. It kind of goes up into his shoulder, too. Now, his plain head is a little, uh, I don't know, eggheadish, pinheadish. Maybe, but you know what? I love this head because do you know who it looks like? And I mean, it's exactly right. It's the guy that was in the original Hills Have Eyes. Yeah, yeah and he was the in guy Weird Science. Weird Science, you have yeah. a very lovely home. He was in the Motley <laughs> Crue video, smoking in the boys' room. Yeah, like this is a dead-on likeness for him. I would hate to lose my teaching job. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's him mixed with sloth, like from Goonies. He's got one eye that's higher than the other. It's not as bad as Sloth, but yeah, you're right, though. This is the Hills Has Eyes guy. Just way bigger. Yeah, it is a little conical, but man, I don't know. It works for me in that way. Mine has a couple little, like, if you look at it in the light, there's tiny marks in the back that's like stubble from where he shaved his head. I think it's molding lines, but Hmm. it's really kind of weird. But I expect him to look kind of weird because he's absorbing man. Like, he's not going to be like... Standard issue human. I imagine there's going to be some differentness there. I think the eyes being different size isn't a sloth-like deformation so much as he's just giving you the, you know, stink eye. Yeah. Might just be an expression. But I love, love, love his half-transformed head. Yeah, that is amazing. I think that's really good. I like how he's screaming. Like it hurts. Yeah. And his gold eye in there with the reflective paint, it makes him look more cyborg than absorbing, but it's awesome. It's really cool. Yeah, and, you know, it's not just a repaint of the other head. Like you said, it's just this time his mouth is open and everything, so it's completely a re-sculpt. You know who else the non-absorbing head looks like? Bald Bull. Yes. <laughs> from Night Court? No, yes. from Mike oh, from Tyson's Mike punch, Tyson's punch out. Out. Oh, I was thinking from Night Court because it looks like Bull. He does kind of look like Bull. <laughs> Bald Bull. <laughs> <laughs> Take away the mustache, it's got kind of that same pointed head and facial expression. Can't remember how to beat him. Do you have to wait till he puts his arm up and then you punch him in the stomach? You wait till he charges you and then you counterpunch. All right, jeez, Pete. <laughs> <sighs> so let's look at the parts of this absorbing man. I'm looking at this and this torso looks familiar to me. And it took me a bit to figure it out, but it's the same body that Dormammu has under his armor. Because I remember, Arnie, you and I both kind of saw these veins on his chest and thought that that was kind of a neat little detail to put in there. Yeah. Here, because he's flesh-colored, it's almost creepy. Almost. (laughs) Because they just start and stop in weird places. It's not like they fade away. It's like they just stop. (laughs) Well, he also has some really weird musculature on his back, too. Like, I don't know anybody with muscles ridged like that. Like, if you look at his upper back, it almost looks reptilian. Yeah. That's not how muscles work. Those muscles would stretch 
long ways, not horizontally. Well, and there also wouldn't be a big ditch where his spine is. Right. <laughs> well, this is because it all dates back to the Terex Legends figure. Oh. And so when dealing with him, this is the same Terex torso, hips, arms. It's new head, new legs, and then a belt. Nice. Now, yeah, these legs are nice, big, panted legs. And for some reason, they went with ball hinged on the hips. And I don't know why they, they went this route. But even stranger is the way that these ball joints receive the legs are different on each leg. One has a skinny peg and one has a thicker peg. And I don't know if that was, I mean, who's getting left and right confused? Like it. Shoes <laughs> are hard. It took me a second. I always am very careful with that. Like, okay, is it that the pinky toe? I mean, he's got big club feet here. Yeah. It's a little bit difficult to tell at a glance. And it's not like I could say, hey, the hinges go on the inside because there's hinges on both sides of the double jointed knee. Very true. Very true. But articulation wise, I mean, it works. You know, you can really get a lot of motion out of those ball hinge. Mm-hmm. And you got the double hinge knees. And he even as the. The Vonner ankles here, the Vonkles, even though it's a little bit limited by the, the pant leg. And he's no Hulkbuster, but he is bigger than even the Venom figure, which is pretty big. Venom only comes up to his chin. So you are getting a really sizable figure, which is what I think, you know, Build-A-Figure started by Toy Biz with Galactus and Sentinels. So you think big, and this guy is big. It's nice to get him in that scale, but I, that said, if he was a regular figure and we had him in Venom size, I don't think anybody would have complained that's out of scale. No, and at this size, you know, he's kind of in that Wrecking Crew type of scale, maybe a little bit bigger. If you're talking Wrecking Crew, there's one thing only that I don't like about this figure, and that's his weapon. He always has the trademark ball and chain. My <laughs> God, couldn't they have brought back the Wrecking Ball one with that paint app? Because this thing... Just looks like a piece of toy that was left in a car window in the sun until it melted and then ended up with like a weird Death Star attached to some plastic. <laughs> yeah, this yeah, this this very much feels like a a pre-kindergartner toy. You know, yeah. like they make like castles and medieval type of things. Mm -hmm. Safety first over over sculpting and playability here. Yeah. <laughs> this was costing first like we are going to make this the cheapest accessory he comes with spider gwen who didn't come with a lot of hands and head if you're pricing out per figure i know they price per case but still you could have put a wash on this thing yeah it's bad <laughs> <laughs> i think i have no choice but to try to apply my very first paint wash on my second of these yeah just dip it in black paint and start wiping it away you can't ruin it I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> but look, the chain is articulated on the wrecking ball. Ooh. So there's that. Okay, so as much as I dig this figure, and I'm glad we have him, here's a few things that I kind of wish. Because we've seen Hasbro do it before. They kind of set the precedent here with Absorbing Man. Now, in the Marvel Universe line, we've gotten this figure three different times. We got him as completely normal. We got him as completely metal. And then we got him as partially changing if i remember correctly like half of his arm was kind of stone uh-huh and maybe one of his legs was stone so that's cool we could have got a little bit of that or previously the first time they did absorbing man in the marvel legends line he had a nice brick pattern going on in one of his arms and part of his body i remember that figure 
And I would have liked this. I don't think, you know, a whole torso or even half the torso with brick, but like maybe one of the arms could have had a little bit of that brick just to kind of really sell it and bring it home. Yeah, I agree. That said, thanks to eBay, all of those old figures are out there. They may be expensive, but they're out there. This gives us a different absorbing man and... I'm I'm happy with more of the metal. Yeah, the brick would be cool. Now you're now you've got <laughs> me, but <laughs> Thanks, Justin. Like I said, I'm not disappointed. I'm just saying like, you know, they put the thought into the different types of arms and stuff like that. And I feel like the wood is cool, the metal's cool. Maybe just one other one. The the rock is cool. I don't know which one of these I would take away in favor of it, but maybe not even a regular arm. I could do without one of the regular arms. As somebody who started this review with, there's only one regular arm. Because <laughs> now I'm realizing I can steal regular arms from Odin, if need be. Oh, true, true. Still, I mean, nitpicks aside, I think this is a great figure. And you may want more, I think that's our nature. But other than the really miserable Wrecking Ball, I think this is really good. And the Wrecking Ball, that's easily replaced by the Wrecking Crews. They didn't have this bad a ball. Well, and it'd be very easy just to make yourself one, too. You can go to the craft store and get something like that. They have foam balls, things like that. You can easily get a chain to attach to it. You could spray paint it a really good shiny silver. You can burnish it, make it kind of worn, whatever you want. That's a really easy accessory to make. Yeah. Now, when you say the Wrecking Crew didn't have that accessory that bad, you just mean the paint job. Is it yeah, the it's same the exact, exact same ball. ball. Okay, yeah. I mean, just the paint job. That's all I'm complaining about is the paint job. It's the same thing. Although the paint job did hide how melted the joint looked. You know what I'm talking about? The joint where it comes from the ball and then hinges and then goes up. That hinge looks terrible here. And I didn't notice it with the other ones. You're right. This is the first time I'm noticing it. It's like one of the links is melted into one above it somehow. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Sad, sad accessory. Nothing a paint job can't fix. I'm looking at the original one, though. Yeah, this is exactly the same. It's just, that's what a difference a paint job makes. Yeah, that original one was cast in like a black or darker gray and then used like a a silver metallic paint wash over it. And that that really works. Here it's just, like you said, flat gray plastic. (laughs) And with that, we wrap up this wave, but... We're going to have another one. We've already got it in hand, the Captain America wave to build a giant man. And we're going to be looking at that next show in two weeks because that's our first show after Civil War. Oh, yeah. Somebody's going to be bummed next time we talk. I have a feeling it's going to be me. I have a feeling it's going to be me. Because you're switching sides? No. I always think this because I know of the contract negotiations. I went into Avengers 1, Tony Stark's going to die. Avengers 2, Tony Stark's going to die. And now Civil War, I'm like, Tony Stark's going to die. Let me tell you why I'm going to be the one bummed. Robert Downey Jr. is playing Iron Man in the next Spider-Man movie. Yeah, I heard that too. I heard that too, but... It could be a prequel. Yeah, I was thinking a flashback. Yeah, yeah. It could be before, you know, how Spider-Man got recruited to Team Awesome. Very true. And it could be just a post credit scene for all we know. I mean, well, no, they wouldn't say that he's signing on for the movie if it was just one scene. But yeah. Yeah, so we, we don't know. I mean, it's it's news that's out there and it fuels rumors, but some so I get the feeling one of us, if not two of us, are going to be bummed out next time we're together talking about Marvel goodness. Well, wait, Justin, you never declared your side. Oh, I've been Team Iron Man all along. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
now I feel bad for Marjorie because we have another friend who just a razor is like wearing Iron Man shirts every time he comes over and is saying how bad Team Cap is. Marjorie's all alone. I am. <laughs> from a hero standpoint, I like Captain America better. From a person standpoint, I like Tony Stark better. And I think that's where it comes down for me. If I had to go out drinking with one, only one of them would drink. <laughs> Are you sure he drinks? Yeah, anymore. Well, no, no, Tony I'm... Stark does. Well, yeah, oh, right, but right, right. Yeah. I don't think Captain America drinks. Remember, he tried to get drunk, but his super soldier metabolism didn't work. Yeah. I think that was First Avenger. Yep. But yeah, we'll be discussing everything Civil War on our next show. There are movie theater promos, guys. Oh, yeah. I've ordered the shirt and the popcorn tins. You did go to no, the- the popcorn bucket and the cup toppers. I thought those were tins. There are tins. I haven't ordered those because I do need high. the popcorn tins. AMC has Captain America Civil War plastic cups that are reusable. Shout out to Jeremy who found me Team Awesome Skittles. Whatever. They don't have them in my area. <laughs> pizza Hut has Captain America pizzas and Iron Man pizzas are on the pizza boxes. See, if we would have taken the challenge of subsisting off of only tie-in materials, we could have been eating pizza every night. I know. That would be so awesome and disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> it's Pizza Hut. <laughs> right? I get sick of Pizza Hut after the first slice. Like, oh, yeah, it's Pizza Hut. What I have forgot. I done? <laughs> yes. But there are lots of lots of things coming up with Civil War, and I'm sure in the next two weeks, by the time next time we talk, you know, I'll have the toothpaste and the Band-Aids and who knows what else. Definitely the band-aids, because you are cutting yourself a lot these days. Yeah. Not like in an emo way. Yeah, I'm not a cutter. <laughs> like <an> emo way. <laughs> Apparently I'm just klutzy. <laughs> I literally smashed both index fingers within 30 seconds of each other <laughs> yesterday In two morning. separate accidents. Yeah, it wasn't even the same thing. And on the last one, I, did, I took a big chunk out of the tip of my finger. Ooh. Yeah, that hurts really bad. Jeez. So all that and more on the next Marvelicious Toys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Marvelicious Toys. There's even more Marvelicious content at our website, MarveliciousToys.com. At the site, you can see pictures of the products we discussed, find checklists for Marvel toys, talk and trade toys in the Marvelicious forums, and much more. It's all at MarveliciousToys.com. Marvelicious Toys is a fan-run show that relies on listener support to keep the show going. You can pledge to our Podbean fundraising campaign by going to MarveliciousToys.com support. Backers get rewards including exclusive video content, early show releases, and more. You can also help out our show by telling your friends to listen by posting on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or in person. We would also greatly appreciate a five-star written review on iTunes. A link to our iTunes feed is at MarveliciousToys.com. We want your feedback on Marvelicious Toys. You can email us at show at MarveliciousToys.com or post your thoughts in our forums. You can also find Marvelicious Toys on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Find all those links at MarveliciousToys.com. We want to hear your thoughts on Marvel collectibles. You can leave reports of your latest toy finds as well as product reviews by emailing an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at MarveliciousToys.com. All content received is subject for use on the show. If you also like Star Wars, Star Wars Collecting is covered at our other podcast, Star Wars Action News, which you can find at SWActionNews.com. 
Marvelicious Toys is produced and edited by Artie Carvalho. Video editing by Barrett, Andrew, and Daryl. Website design by Jason. Graphic design by Justin. Photo editing by Jeff, Scott, and Curtis. Announcements by Brock. Segments created by Jerry and Jeff. If you want to hear reviews of every movie ever based on Marvel Comics, check out those reviews and hundreds more on the Now Playing Podcast at nowplayingpodcast.com. Marvel Comics and all of the Marvel Multiverse contains are the intellectual property of Marvel Entertainment Incorporated, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company, and no infringement is intended. Marvelicious Toys is a Venganza Media production, copyright 2016, all rights reserved, and no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Venganza Media Incorporated. Well, it's because there's a bunch of people who are buying two so they can use Elizabeth Olsen's likeness and make their own Olsen twins dioramas. It's all those Fuller House fans. Ugh, she's not on Fuller House. Exactly. They're doing, like, fanfic to put her in. But she's not one of the twins. She's one. Of, she's her sister, though. Right. She looks a lot like them. She looks a little bit better than them, actually. Well, it's because she, she's not 90 pounds. Yeah, she looks less heroin addict-y. Which there I'm not go. saying they're on heroin. No. I'm saying they look like they're on heroin. Right. It's heroin chic. Yes. And as a Tony Stark was my very first ever hot toy with the mech test. Yes, it was. I have to keep up with that. Uh-huh. <laughs> you must. It's, it's a imperative. moral imperative. <laughs> you may want more, but... Ooh, that was loud. Hmm. <laughs>